yeah that's my little life mantra is just like if like share it like share what you have with people and continue to build your community and love one another and don't walk through this life like you have something to prove walk through this life like you have something to share and you want to connect and be kind to one another truly it's that simple you're listening to the everyday as a breakthrough podcast i'm your host Jaden hummel i'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And today I'm really excited to be sitting at my house with Erica, um, who's a really amazing friend of mine. I feel like we have a lot of kind of like fun history together. And also a photographer, homesteader, like so many things. Yeah, really excited to do this interview with you. Excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. We are both at my house um, in LA, which is really fun to be doing this in person. In real life, IRL. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in this show today, I really want to talk about, so we'll first start with, you live, you're staying in Utah now, but you live in Vermont. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> it's really complicated. <laughs> We could go into that too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, lay of the land. You're in Utah for the winter. You live in Northern Vermont, which is really funny because this will get complicated, but we'll paint it out because I used to live in Vermont. And it's actually really funny because you're the first one or like one of the people who was really planting the California seed. Like, I remember you being like, move to California. Yeah. Like, you should move to California. Well, we met in California. So I used to live there. I was like, come back, yeah, <laughs> be here. And then, but then you planted the Vermont seed. And I planted the Vermont seed. And then we you. like traded places. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So we met in California and now you live in Vermont and I'm back in California. So yeah, let's just kind of talk about where we met or like how we met. And then I want to talk about like your journey and your life and what you're creating um, right now. But we met. In Tahoe. In Tahoe, yeah, which is crazy, which feels like a different life. Yeah. Honestly, like six years ago, probably. Has it really Five been or six that years long? ago. Yeah, because we lived there for seven years, and we moved there. We moved there this winter of 2015, 16, and I feel like I met you, like, maybe in, like, 17 or 18. Crazy. Which is wild. And we were both living in vans. Yeah. <laughs> I have this distinct memory of you. Like the first time I remember seeing you, we were in at Squaw Valley, which is now Palisades Tahoe or something. Yeah. Like it's rebranded. But I remember seeing you and I think you had Honey, your dog. You were like so stylish. And it was a pond skim. Oh, yeah. So it was people like for anybody listening who doesn't know, a pond skim is 
when you snowboard or ski like essentially over a pond and there's yeah. usually costumes involved and at squats is huge thing it's a like, huge event it happens in the spring usually right yeah, yeah. when the snow's mounting and I remember just seeing you and your dog and you were like so stylish because everybody else was in ski gear but yeah. you were like dressed I turned up yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but I don't remember how we like originally ended up connecting but we were both I was living so I was working at squat you were working at the yoga I, well at Wanderlust and then I was working also at the pie hole in Toma yeah the pie hole is like a local pizza place um so in the middle of like the west shore of Tahoe where there's like literally nothing but this pizza place and like a coffee shop and that's only open seasonally and a post office yeah and we were living in our vans at the time which is so funny to think like where we both are now like you're like building your house Dude, and you're like wild. in your business which we'll talk about and when we met literally so like you had a couple different jobs in Tahoe you're living out of an ambulance I was coaching snowboarding and also had the window washing company and oh my god the window washing yeah. company I forgot about that oh my god <laughs> we would stay in the Ford E350 which this was like the best hack anybody who wants to go incognito in a van because we would put ladders on top of the van and it really just looked like a work truck Amazing. and you could camp anywhere um yeah but so funny so we were that's what we were doing and then every night we would kind of message like where are we sleeping tonight and we would be this little traveling neighborhood yeah we had like another friend that lived in a van or like a camper oh it was Val and and Dylan mm-hmm. and they had like a little camp cab over like thing with their dog and yeah just so wild it was wild and like the craziest thing for for us for me and my partner is like living in the ambulance wasn't like hashtag van life it no. wasn't like the Instagram like highlight reel that you see everybody doing in like this fad it was like literally out of necessity for like survival mm-hmm. um and like it's interesting to think about like how glorified van life is and that like it I never felt like oh I'm actually homeless like I'm actually homeless living in Tahoe it was like n- no like van like I'm living in this van I'm like whatever but actually no I was home we were homeless living in Tahoe yeah that's such a good in our 20s yeah. <laughs> like like what <laughs> such a good point and like I feel like that's one that I brush over all the time I'm like oh I lived in my van in Tahoe and yours was cool too because you were an ambulance so people especially were like whoa like your build yeah. out is really cool and you had solar but yeah it was totally out of necessity yeah I remember no yeah <laughs> I remember my lease was ending because I had a six month seasonal beautiful house right near the lake in Homewood like it was so nice and it was ending and I was driving out to the desert or in Nevada like every couple of days to try to find a van because we were losing our house yeah (laughs) Yeah. like our house and totally was out of necessity and I always remember this one time I was making dinner on the like pier dock thing in Tahoe like on what are those things called like the big dock a dock I was making dinner on the dock and it had gotten dark so there wasn't enough light to make dinner which was like the most stressful moment ever when you don't have a kitchen and 
I actually feel like I might have even shared this story before on the podcast, but this family came out to take a photo and they were visiting and they were like, oh, wow, like, this is so cool that you're like making dinner over the lake. And I just remember <laughs> looking at them and I think in my head, I was like, yeah, it must, must be nice to have a house and yeah, a kitchen. Totally <laughs> running water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's totally. That's so wild. It's, it sucks. It, it's really humbling too to like call them out, my partner and Colin and I always like talk about it. Um, just like how humbling it was to bring awareness though to like what we consume you know, mm-hmm. and how we consume and like living in the ambulance like yes we had solar we were like totally off grid and like we didn't need to like rely on anything but we always had to like find water we had a 26 gallon water tank in our ambulance for like dishes shower whatever and like we would get water jugs to drink but you're consuming that water and you're so hyper conscious of it because like finding water in Tahoe is not as easy as you would think, you know, and you don't want to rely on like your friends and stuff, like, because you want to be like self-sufficient. You don't want to like be a burden and constantly be like, Hey, can I come fill my water up again? Right. You know? So it was like, you just become really aware of like what you're consuming. And then the solar tip is like, you're aware of like how much electricity you're consuming. Like you start to turn lights off when you're not using them. You start to like, you know, just be really aware of, yeah of your consumption in the world and I think we live in this world that's like so I mean I know we live in this world (laughs) that like people just consume 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 like blindly and they don't take into consideration like the impact of what eight billion people on this planet is doing when you just like you just casually turn your water on and like it runs hot for you and you do your dishes and you like brush your teeth with the water running and like you yeah. know like it's just you don't crazy. have that it's you don't so, it's like such a good experience that I was so glad to have to be kind of slapped in the face with it yeah. because you had to look at things like that like right if you produced a lot of trash you were sleeping with it you smelled it in the morning 100%. yeah just funny because I feel like I had that experience in the van and then also it's like side story but when I lived in my house in Vermont, I used to have to haul my own trash. Most like I just didn't bring it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was like I didn't, I didn't have, you know, I would just bring a little trash bag like yeah. into the city, and I which never... I kind of love, honestly. Like living in Vermont, I'm like already segueing to Vermont. But something that I never thought that I would would be another like humbling experience is that like we don't have trash pickup. We don't just yeah. like roll our trash can to the end of the street and someone picks it up for us. You know, like talk about another like way to of blind consumerism. Like we know exactly how much trash we create because once a week we put all of our trash, recycling, everything separated, clean into our car and we drive it to our local like town garbage refuse center and recycling center. And then we pay for it right there out of pocket cash as you're doing it it's not taken out of your property taxes it's not like this this invisible thing that just happens like autonomically like breathing you know and it makes you like so consciously aware of like how you're consuming and on top of it you're doing it in front of other people so when you show up at like garbage day and you have like six like contractor bags full of fucking garbage it's like you're embarrassed almost and it makes you want to consume less and consume more consciously and like be aware of like what you're doing and throwing away and how you're recycling or not recycling and all of these things it's really interesting I love that about Vermont (sighs) 
And to a lot of people, that's like inconvenient. You know, they're like, oh, it's so inconvenient for me to take my garbage in. But it's like, why, like how and why is how you consume and bringing more awareness and consciousness into your consumption inconvenient? Right. You know what I mean? It's inconvenient for the planet for us to just be like, whatever, like all willy nilly about (laughs) throwing stuff away. And like, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's funny you bring up the accountability and conversations like this are bad for me because I'm like most likely to drop everything and move across the country at any moment. So we won't talk about how great Vermont is the whole time. But um, (laughs) I love that you brought up the accountability of sorting your trash in front of other people. And I always think about, right, it's like back in the day we used to live in communities in a place like Vermont, you know your neighbor. And it's super interesting because in a place like Vermont, I'm going to contrast it to LA, which is just what I know, like what I've experienced these two is in, in Vermont, you go to the grocery store and you have your reusable bag or you're sorting your trash and there's other people around, but you also actually know them. Yeah. Like you can go <laughs> into a grocery store. I could go into a grocery store in LA and bag my groceries with like a hundred plastic bags for each apple it like I'm not I don't know anybody so there's no accountability and I find it really valuable something I'm really finding value in is familiarity and having community because Mm -hmm. it holds us accountable to a higher standard and I was actually in Topanga which is a little hippie town in California like outside of LA or in LA Mm -hmm. and it's even being accountable just to be a better person. Totally. Like I walked into yeah. this hat store and the person who owns the hat store knew my friend who worked at the pizza place. Yeah. And you, so you have to be nice to the guy at the hat store because he knows your friend, but exactly. It's just so, I feel like healthy to have accountability to be a better person. Accountability is everything. And like, and we need that in the world because we're going so isolated with the internet and the cities. Totally. And we need it creates good people it, it creates, creates good people that want to be good people because they want to be seen as good people and like it's just yeah good people are good to good people and when we can get away with being invisible like going back to the garbage thing when we can get away with like throwing our garbage away and just like hauling it out in a opaque like you can't see through giant garbage bin or whatever and someone that you don't know comes and picks it up yeah you know I don't even want to take like my this is funny okay (laughs) I have a bag of like clothes in my car that I need to like drop off a donation some of them are like not great like they're like falling apart I should probably throw them away but I like feel bad throwing clothes away so I'm gonna like take them to the donation place but they're probably gonna throw them away so I'm like putting like that on somebody else and it's like I was gonna take them to the donation place the other day in Laguna Beach when I was visiting my friend because there's one around the corner but like you hand it physically hand it to a person and then you like (laughs) hang out in the store and I'm like I don't want to be in the store while they're going through my clothes because I'm embarrassed so funny so like what does that say about me well I'm giving you things that like aren't worthy to be like resold to the people buying them and I'm also the people buying them you know and you're also doing a good deed for the exactly and so when there's like no account like that's holding myself accountable to like, what am I actually donating? And like, how am I consuming? And back to the garbage thing. It's like, yeah, if you just like do this invisible thing and no one sees it, then like, why do you even need to be a good person? Like, why Why? do you even need to? There's no point (laughs) because we operate like every single thing that we do as humans is selfish and self-motivated, even if it's for good 
intention. Like being a good person makes us feel good about ourselves. So we do it. We feel like we're impacting the earth. So it like makes us feel good. So it's like a motivator. So it's so important. But I'm obsessed with this as the foundation. I like love you so much and love. We had the best conversation <laughs> last night off the podcast. But every time we <laughs> chat, it's like, I just, these things are so crucial and they're so important to me. And even though I teach about alignment and truth, which is also equally as important, like these pieces too. Well, it's all part of it. It's all part of it's it. It's all about alignment and truth. Like the more connected that you get to be like with yourself, your true nature of self with this earth, with the planet, with each other, you know, like that is a part of being in alignment with your business, with like your dharma, your ethos, like with what, how you choose to show up in this world Mm -hmm. is in every single aspect of what we do from like how you, your relationship with your garbage to like your relationship with yourself, to your relationship with your clients, to your relationship with just your you neighbor. can't skip any I yeah. I talk about like alignment at every level and like you can't skip anything like your toothpaste your dentist exactly. like you can't and it, it's just such an act and a practice I think one by one look at every part of your life you go okay I'm gonna clean up here I'm gonna clean up there yeah. when I moved from Vermont to LA there was like a five-month lag period of me being as like waste conscious and chemical conscious as I was in Vermont because it was a new thing I was like I kind of had a moment where I was like fuck it I'm gonna buy whatever in plastic because I have so much going on I can't even figure it out but I think it's just about looking at life and going okay where can I where can I do better where can I be in more alignment and obviously no judgment because we all have parts and parts of our life that aren't there that could need work but it's just about looking at all of that but I love I love this as the foundation of you and (laughs) everything and I really want to talk about where do I want to go I like could talk about this all day but I want to hear about because I know that so many people listening to it's just so inspiring to hear stories about people who have just continually followed their truth followed what felt good even though things are harder things didn't make sense or there's whatever and when I first met you you were doing photography like part-time you had a few other jobs you were living out of your ambulance and now you're literally building a house like building a homestead (laughs) in Vermont working I mean, super booked out in yeah. your business. Your work is absolutely phenomenal. You work with all these incredible people. Like, do you want to kind of take, I don't even know how to pose this as not an overwhelming question, but do you kind of want to share a little bit about how you got to where you yeah. are now? No, absolutely. And I think it's a great segue of like, just coming from this conversation on like being intentional, mm-hmm. being intentional with, our choices, being intentional with our thoughts, being intentional with our priorities um, Mm. and having like, what is your intention in life and like finding a way to be intentional in everything that we do. Mm. And I think that that is like, that's always kind of been like my ethos is like, I have always prioritized like what brings me joy and like my path over 
the narrative of what I should be doing or what society thinks I should be doing or how I should be unpacking things or like whatever. Like I've always just blazed my trail in the way that felt best for me. I feel so much resonance with that. <laughs> yes, like, that is you. <laughs> just, just do what makes you happy just and do what feels exactly. good. Be a good person. Talk to your neighbor. Yep. And, you'll and that's fine. where it starts too. And I know that like, we're not all um, like various, I'm a social being. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm a social being and I'm a hermit. Like I need my space like so much and I need to like be in quiet and not, and just, just have that me time. And I also am a very social person in the sense that like, I need to connect, like connection is everything for me. I'm going to drop human design for like two seconds, but I'm a two, four, for anyone who listens to or knows anything about human design, I'm a two, four, uh, single definition splenic projector, meaning that I am an opportunist hermit. So I <laughs> hide until I'm invited to like, the call is heard. And I answer that call if it's in alignment with who I am, but it's all through intuition. Um, it's all intuitive. Um, and so I'm here to just like project to my tribe. I have one tribal circuit, like what has happened that isn't working and show you like what gets to change and like be to move us forward as a tribe. Not surprising. <laughs> and also I have, um, this is great too, because in a couple episodes, make sure to subscribe and like, because in a couple episodes, I have my friend Brie, who is like devoted her entire life to human design. So if you guys have no idea what was just said, just <laughs> keep listening. More on that. Just later. keep listening. <laughs> um, but that being said, like it, when I found out about human design, like it was just validation of who I've always been, which is a beautiful thing about human design. Is it just like gives you the permission to like step into and fully honor like who you are. But I've been here to, I've always chosen what makes sense, you know? And like, sure, I've worked jobs that like I don't love, but I've worked them and then I've left them very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like there used to be a time in my life where I was like, I never had a job for longer than like nine months because I was like, this isn't it. What's next? You know, constantly like pushing forward. And I think like, I really resonate with that too. Like I'm kind of like, I'm like, nope, bye. And I think that's an art too, is to be able to go or a skill. Well, letting go. go. And like also Mm -hmm. accepting, I think it's a big lesson in acceptance of like a failure in a way of like, this didn't work out and I get to move forward and try something else. And what did I actually learn from this experience? Because we get something out of every experience, even if it's not like the best thing ever, totally. you know, well, I learned what I, what didn't work. And now I get to go forward knowing what didn't work and like choose something that does. And I think also in like relationship with self and relationship with other, you know, we date people, we like have friendships and sometimes they don't work out. You know, most of the time they don't work out. There's two ways out of this world. Right. You either stop being friends or stop dating or you die. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and when you leave that relationship, whatever it is, you learn, okay, like these are the things that didn't work. And like, here are the boundaries going to have going forward. And here are the things that do work and the things that like did light me up. And those are the things that I'm going to like, you know, accept and honor and bring into my life. I guess I'm segueing. No, it's so good. (laughs) No, there's there's also, I was reading 
I like Louise Hayes' work a lot and the book, You Can Heal Your Life. And I was just opened up to a random chapter the other day and she was talking about how like urgency and needing something now, like needing to be in your dream job now, needing to be in the house now. She's like, it's just another form of resistance and you not being able to look at the lesson that's in front of you or take the experiences. And if I have A, B, C, X, Y, Z, now my life will be this. Like, it's like, absolutely not. Like it goes back to like the woo woo hippie book, like be here now, like actually like best book ever in in all time. Like just be here now as simple as that. Like be present, be here, sit with where you're at and keep choosing you and keep choosing the things that bring you joy. And if you feel like you can't choose the things that bring you joy, then look into that and like ask yourself why and how and where and what, and like, what is preventing you from stepping into the place that fills your cup up. And if you don't know, then start asking yourself that, why don't I have a vision for my life? Like, why don't I have a vision for like what I want? Like, where is it? And what is blocking me from like being able to see that? Because I think like, I've asked people in my own life, like, what is the vision for your life? Like, what do you, like, if unlimited possibility, like, what would you do? Like, how would, what would your life look like? What would it feel like? Where would you be? Who would you be with? You know? Mm -hmm. And some people can't answer that question. It blows my mind. Yeah. And it's like, what has, what has happened to you or not even happened to you, but like, cause I don't like that. I like everything in life is like a response to like, who we are, what we're doing, what we're going through. So like, what have you created in your life so that life has responded to you with like this smoke and mirrors, like cloud that's not allowing you to be able to see beyond it, you know? And yeah, we all get to have a vision for our life. And my vision for my life has always been just like getting to do and live and be exactly who I want to be. Like, and that has made me change a lot and it's forced me, not even forced me, but like, it's sent me down this like winding path of like, I get to try on different hats and outfits and costumes. And like, you know, obviously metaphorically speaking and literally, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and like sample, like all these different ways of being and then like figure out like take the pieces that work and leave the pieces that don't totally forever yeah until I die and beyond (laughs) and and again and again and and again I love the question and anybody who's been in in my work remotely that's like the first question it's like unbound if you couldn't fail if you didn't have to explain yourself what would you do and it's interesting because as you're talking I'm imagining right it's like life isn't this I don't know how this will translate because I haven't said it out loud yet, but we're not in this linear path of like milestone and then next milestone and then next milestone. Right. We're like, (laughs) we we think we're on this linear thing, but really it's this like deep journey within and there really is no milestone. And it's really not about the focus should always be deep within ourselves. And that's how we get along the track of the milestones, but like, really, we don't want to be wishing away our future anyway. So the point should always just be, how can I feel better? How can things feel more aligned for Mm me? And obviously as humans, we set goals to feel emotions. It's important to, you know, achieve things and work toward things. So that's an important thing to have, but it's not the purpose. So Let's segue back to we're getting there. Where, <laughs> yeah, like 
So yeah, I worked like back to, you know, Jaden saying like, I worked like all these jobs and I lived in this ambulance and like, I honestly like Tahoe is a place for me that like, I never felt like I belonged because I was never like a, I love nature and outside, but I'm not like a very active, like outdoors, like sporty spice, like, you know, type person. Like I'm active in my own ways. I love to dance. Like I love to create, I love to hike, but I never felt like I fit in with the like Patagonia Arcteryx wearing like always in my like outdoor clothes like look at like <laughs> back out- to the first story like, of when I saw though, like, you yeah exactly like, your earrings and like not that you're not a badass like outdoor I'm super badass yeah. <laughs> but also like I just I'm just different I grew up in Detroit like I come from a very like creative background like I grew up in like grit and grime and like people like creating art because like they wanted to feel something like because they didn't have anything because they you know were so constrained to their environment that like they needed to like explode and it looked like music and it looked like painting and it looked like photography and it looked like dance and it looked like you know just all of these things and you go to a place like Tahoe where like people come there to be a mountain biker be a skier be a you know, whatever, like be a super active Fitbit person, but there's no creativity, there's no art. And it's like, anyway, I'm going to not, I'm going to bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) So I I was in this place where I didn't feel like I ever belonged, but I appreciated it for it was living in a van, ambulance, working a million jobs, finding myself. I want to say too, like just my experience of you then is I never, ever heard or felt from you anything along the lines of like I need to get my photography business up and running so I can quit my job and get out like not only did I not feel that energy like I I never felt a sense of urgency but like I didn't even hear it from like you Well, because you take like everything okay so I guess I go because I go through my life like and I encourage y'all to like think about this for yourself too but like I go through my life as like everything that I'm met with whether it is exactly what I want to be doing or not is an invitation to learn something. And so like, yeah, working at a bar until like 2am with a bunch of like drunk locals and stuff was definitely not ideal, but it taught me patience. Like it taught me, like it gave me insight into like social drinking and like alcohol culture and like helped me quit drinking for like four years. And like, you know, like it, it served its purpose for me, you know, it it gave me an opportunity to make like a lot of money, like in a toxic way, but like also like it gave me this feeling of what it was like to have an income that actually supported me. Like it was this seed, you know, and will I do that again? We're not going to talk about it. No, I won't. (laughs) Like we are done, you know, but it was one of, it was a stepping stone in the direction and everything I've ever done in my life from working retail to working with traumatic brain injury patients, working in rehabs to working at bars, to teaching yoga, to like everything led me to where I am now. And all of those pieces taught me exactly what I get to be and who I get to be and have taught me so many lessons that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the photographer that I am without all of that experience, because it taught me how to be a human and how to see people and how to like honor people Mm. no matter where they are because I've never I haven't always been the person that I am today and but I've been a version of you 
And I think that that's like the deepest connection that I have with my clients and like Mm -hmm. what I tell all of my clients, like when we meet is like, first and foremost, the most important thing to me about who I get to work with and create with is that we have a connection and that you value connection because this isn't going to work if like, we don't feel some kind of connection. Yeah. (laughs) It's so beautiful. What everything you just said like everyone should just like rewind and listen to the last couple (laughs) minutes again about like (laughs) yeah like I mean there's no words to even say like how it felt for me in your presence but you're like I was just doing it I was doing things there's nothing to complain about because I was just meeting myself exactly where I was yeah you know and that doesn't mean that I didn't like struggle and that like sometimes I was like what the fuck am I doing you know but it's like get me out of here (laughs) it's like well this is where I'm at and I'm always looking towards the future of like you know what what gets to be next out of this like what is the lesson I'm learning and like what do I like like what isn't working and how do I get to choose something different that is going to support me in this ways and take along with me the things that I learned from this past experience into the next thing that I'm doing and watch it evolve like that. And so I was teaching and managing a yoga studio at what is now Palisades Tahoe. You might've heard of it. It's called Wanderlust. (laughs) (laughs) used to be a festival. Um, And I love that. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I was like in school to be an Ayurvedic practitioner oh, in I Grass Valley. That. And wait, I love that you were <laughs> studying Ayurveda. I'm like getting my real estate license. Literally, so like what's funny. We were like, we were like grabbing Wi-Fi from local. Truly. You had a hotspot. I'm like, at exactly. Starbucks. I'm like working. I have like my laptop, like at my desk at Wanderlust, like as a manager, but I'm like working on photography stuff. I'm like on the side. I'm like, I love photography. It's something that I've always done. Like since I was in middle school and then through high school, through college, I was like, and I was the photographer for, for our newspaper in high school, like dark room. Like I was like doing all my boyfriends, like band photography. Like <laughs> if you had a MySpace, like my picture was your MySpace profile picture. Like <laughs> not much has changed. Not much has changed. <laughs> and like, I was just always doing photos. It was just like something that I always loved. And so at some point when I was managing the yoga studio and teaching yoga, I was like, how can I, how can I just do this thing? Like I need to create, like, how can I just make this my job? Cause I'm so sick of like the nine to five for whatever it was. It was like 6 AM to two. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sick to work. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then going to the restaurant and like working in a bar and like, you know, just this grind to make like $15 an hour and whatever you know I think this is so important because we were talking about like there is no rush I'm getting the lessons and then there's that undeniable moment moment where you're like I'm done goodbye I'm moving and I don't and I have a choice and we always have a choice and that was like one of the biggest aha moments which seems like so cliche and like duh of course you have a choice but I think we forget that like we have a choice in everything that we do and if you Mm -hmm. don't feel like you have a choice then like you get to analyze and like reflect on that relationship you have with whatever you don't feel like you can make a decision about and why but I was in this point where like I knew that I've always wanted to work in a space where I like 
help people and work with people and not like be a savior for people, but be like a guide for people and like a connector for people. That's always been my MO my whole life. And, and I wanted to embody like creativity in that as well. And so I got to actually utilize my presence in the yoga community to start to expand like a possible photography career and something that a pattern that I saw, which is I'm really into like patterns and like witnessing and like taking note of like, okay, what keeps coming up? What keeps coming up? Because I see that as like a call or an invitation into, into something deeper and something that I have always experienced for however many years is that like, people don't like having their pictures taken. (laughs) I'm like, I want to be a photographer, but people don't like, like a lot of people hate having their photo taken. And it made me start thinking like, why? Yeah. Like, why don't we like having our photo taken? Like, why don't we love ourselves? Like, why when we look in the mirror, like we're not like, fuck yeah, that person's awesome. Like, I love you. Like, you're amazing. And like, maybe you don't, maybe you look in the mirror and you don't think anything, but then you hate having your photo taken. It's the same thing because a photo is just a mirror of you in that moment. It's just an embodiment. It's a snapshot in time of like a piece of you in your life and how you're feeling in that moment shows up in a photo. And so it's exactly Mm -hmm. a mirror. And so I started thinking about that and I was like, how can I create a space that invites people to step into this vulnerable place for them that is in front of my camera and, and, and step into vulnerability willingly, of course. (laughs) I have a few ideas. (laughs) And, and hold that space for them to be able to move through that experience of Mm. like anxiousness into, you know, through avoidance, through acceptance, like through embodiment, through, you know, becoming themselves like comfortable in their skin and then get to show that process to them visually. I'm obviously a visual person. (laughs) And so it's, it's really beautiful to like witness the flow and unfolding of a photo shoot with somebody who started off super rigid, super uncomfortable, super detached, super anxious. Mm. And then by the end, just like completely in flow, completely just like unhinged, like here for it embodied and just glowing and like witness that difference. And it's, it's like a therapeutic, like spiritual experience almost. And like, that is how I got, like actually started taking photography seriously was like being that beacon of empowerment for people to get to step in front of my lens and like being in the healing arts community of Ayurveda and yoga like obviously like was a great platform or foundation for that to happen because you have people that are already you know hashtag doing the work you know coming to the studio getting (laughs) on their mat like facing themselves you have this like I saw that as a doorway into an opportunity of like people are gonna want more they're gonna want to go deeper into themselves they're not going to be afraid of that Mm -hmm. even though there might be fear they're willing and open to step into that place I love it I love who you are (laughs) and what you do and it's so great too because I feel like I actually have no idea but I feel like it was sort of early on when you were taking photography as like a full-time thing like kind of around that period but you took my first oh yeah ever like photo shoot that I used (laughs) 
<laughs> for myself and also this was before I was doing the work that I'm doing now I was kind of doing other stuff but you did my first I know like, photo it was was sailing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was great yeah <laughs> we like stepped in the vulnerability together in that yeah and it was you such know? a experience for me because I remember you took the photos we had fun I actually you know kind of felt comfortable because I was somebody who people probably look at me now it's funny people are like you're so good at Instagram I'm like I didn't have Instagram before I started my business Facts. like this is a <laughs> practice and a skill and yeah. it's not who I am um but with the photos it was the first time and I was totally like I don't want my photo taken and I remember you sent me the gallery and I was actually at this point driving from Tahoe to Pittsburgh because I was leaving Tahoe and we went back to pick up a car but I was probably in Nebraska like on the highway <laughs> and you sent me the gallery and I was like almost in tears Aww. because I actually looked it was the first one of the first times I think I ever saw myself possibly the way other people see me and it's yeah. I look at myself right now I'm like hoodie sweatpants I'm yeah. like, maybe I don't really look that good but it was <laughs> the too. first time I saw myself saw in a different way and you were a really big part of that for me because you were the first person and you were a big part of that for me because you were one of the first people that I got to like create that experience with you know and like everybody that I got to work at is like specifically in that era of me as a creative as a photographer is so special to me because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing you know like yeah I can take photos and like yeah I can connect with people but finding your flow and like in what you do like that and becoming a master of it and and building the confidence and like is is a practice and it's something that like for a year or two every photo shoot I had anxiety before because my confidence wasn't there and I'm like well here we go we're just throwing myself in the fire again you know I'm also stepping into vulnerability holding space for people to have a vulnerable experience in this like reciprocal way that is really scary and I just kept doing it and Mm. so everyone that I got to work with I'm like thank you shout out because that was an opportunity for me to grow every time Mm-hmm. and to learn and to like get messy and like be okay and it's fucking art and it's not at the end of the day it's like I remind myself like it's okay to get messy like it's okay if things don't go the way that you plan them to go what is important is that you just continue you get to continue flowing and letting it unfold and being aware and aware and open to witnessing what actually happens instead of like expecting something to happen Mm -hmm. every single wedding every single portrait session families couples and every photo session I've ever done has never gone the way that I planned it and that's obviously I'm speaking for myself like there are creators out there that like have a plan they have a vision they execute it it's amazing it happens they do it they probably shoot for like Vogue you know like <laughs> whatever like create they have creative direction whatever I am in this space of accepting that like my life is chaos and that is okay because chaos is not a good or bad thing chaos is w- the world in which we live and my creative process is chaos in this in the sense that I can't hold on to expectation because it 
just decimates my creative process Mm. and my creative process is this spiral of unfolding that I don't know is happening until it's happening in the moment and being able to find comfort and safety and creativity and flow in the moment and feel safe not knowing what's next but being open to accept it and embrace it yeah that's so, that makes sense. It, it makes so much sense. <laughs> it's so good. And what I'm hearing is like not having any judgment about like the way that we want to do things and also understanding how we work best because exactly. you're like, this is me. I love chaos. I love creativity. This is my genius. This works. And also I'm not going to compare myself to people who exactly. do Vogue or who, yeah. whatever. And there's probably people at Vogue who have the same, but right. It's like understanding, like, this is how I operate and that is okay. And, and that's there's okay. other people who operate. Totally. And I think the more we can ask ourselves those questions and understand what it is and give ourselves full permission, full permission to actually operate in the way that we want to, like in my business, right. It's like, I operate the best without, slideshow slides or without yeah. a <laughs> curriculum sometimes yeah. and it's just understanding In like flow. this is it and there's other people who do it that way and I also think it's so amazing what you said about like you had anxiety like they probably had anxiety before the shoot maybe like for their own photos you have it and I think it's so maybe not as much anymore but I think it's so important too, especially when you're transitioning into something new or transitioning into something even bigger in your life or in your career, having like fear or anxiety or any of those things, never a bad sign. No, never means you're permission to lean in deeper. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yes. present all across the board. I've sat in rooms and had friends all the way from like square negative 20 to like literally shooting in Vogue yeah. <laughs> and like people like, I don't know, right? Totally. Like, and ev- it's present everywhere. Absolutely. Just and be and keep going. I Sorry. see anxiousness or anytime there's resistance as like that is the space outside of your bubble. Mm-hmm. Like the space that feels uncomfortable is the space outside of the bubble that you have felt comfortable in. You know, and we're so people are so prone to like just living within their bubble and inside because it's safe, you know, because it's familiar because it's like what we know when you step outside of that and David Lynch actually does I mean I'm sure there's tons of people that have done this analogy but like specifically in my mind there's like this little blip on YouTube and it's David Lynch who is a director and also just like an amazing like thinker existentialist like artist creative inspiration of mine (laughs) um anyway (laughs) but he is like on stage and he's giving a speech and he's just or a lecture and he's saying like if you have a golf ball size awareness you have a golf ball size consciousness Mm -hmm. and if you have a I don't remember the next example he uses but I just think of like the more we grow our awareness the more we grow our consciousness the more Mm -hmm. we're connected with each other but it takes stepping outside of the golf ball and creating a baseball it's that it takes stepping outside of the baseball and being a basketball totally. if you know like totally. <laughs> and that space outside is going to be uncomfortable because it's unknown because it's it's not familiar but that is the space in which we get to grow there's room to grow because there's nothing in it yet yeah oh it's so good <laughs> I share that same 
believe of like, I don't know if it's different or like along the same track that like, we all came here for a reason, yeah. right? And like part of our job here is to expand consciousness. So we come here, we learn things, we add it to the the collective and that's what we do. And also, yes, what you're saying and the way I think about it is everything that we haven't done before feels unsafe in our nervous system. And so it feels scary. So we're going to have resistance toward it. And it's like, would you rather feel safe or would you rather do what you came here to do? Mm-hmm. 100%. And you can, you can take measures to feel more safe of course, as you go forward. Yes. And it's, are let's, you? <laughs> let's disclaimer yeah. asterisks. Yeah. There like, is safety in like, in a way that is safe for you. And there's safety that is not safe. Like, right. do you know what I'm it's saying? It's like looking at, so something new. So like, let's say for example, if I wanted to start a tree shopping business, I don't know about the insurance. I don't yeah. know this. It's you're not just going to like go climb a tree well, with like a chainsaw and like maybe, not think about it. There's yeah. steps to take. Maybe right? that's a bad idea. Cause no, that's, it's a great, it's a cause great that's actually could be dangerous. Let's say I was starting like a little flower shop right like it might feel unsafe in my nervous system but is it actually unsafe exactly. or is it just for is it going to cause harm to me or others or whatever or do I just need someone to like help me explain the insurance yeah or do I just need to like sit down do some research and the scary thing is actually just the jumping off the cliff and doing it because yeah. I feel like that's usually it and for me when I started my photography business like that was the scariest thing it was like it was just jumping off the cliff and being like, I'm done with this. I'm done with teaching yoga. I'm done with managing a yoga studio. I'm done with working in a bar. And it's, and it was jumping off that cliff and just shutting all those doors, leaving them behind and only opening the door to like photography. And when I chose to do that, when I like actually shut all those doors and didn't, wasn't like, well, maybe I'll wear like one bar shift a week or whatever. When I actually shut those doors and was like, no, and this day I am done. Like, this is my last call, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, so many doors opened for me in photography, like immediately the universe was like, good job. Like, you know, with all of these other jobs you had, there wasn't enough energy in the universe for us to give you to like, for you to do everything both and, and keep you safe. But because you shut all those doors and you stepped into this like place that felt unsafe and like was unknown and scary, here you go. Here's a bunch of cookies, like lots of warm, (laughs) chewy, delicious cookies for you to eat and like to support you on this journey and fuel you so that you keep choosing to jump off that cliff over and over and over again. And honestly, in my experience, like jumping off the cliff for the first time is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Once you jump off the cliff once, like I hate the analogy actually of jumping off the cliff, but like, but once you <laughs> jump the off, the, yeah, once you take the leap once, it gets easier every time after totally. that. And the nervous system, back to the nervous system, like your window of tolerance, which is your nervous system, like ability to tolerate uncomfortable things, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and wider yeah. and wider. And then it's just this like whole gaping, like, and then you just get vortex. to live your life and, and like do things yeah. and have more freedom and, and make your choices. Yeah. And like so Keep much of you. all, like primarily almost all the work that we do that I do is around expanding the capacity in your nervous system, building more flexibility in your nervous system, which means like being able to be anxious and also move forward being mm-hmm. able to like have the door slam in your face and also go like open up another one and I also think it's such a great testament for a your story of kind of doing it at the right 
timed who you're yeah. like, I like did Listening. this. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready now. And then of course things opened up. So let's just, do you want to share a little bit about when the universe handed you the cookies because you were in Tahoe and now you're in Vermont? Yeah. Just so I guess segueing off of just like the I'm ready thing is like, the truth is like, there's never going to be like a, it's like people who want to have children and they're like, I'm going to do it when we're ready. It's like, no one's fucking ever ready to have kids. You're literally bringing a life into this world that you get to nurture and take care of and like keep alive. Like no one's ready for that no. <laughs> <laughs> ever, you know? Yeah. It's when you start showing up for yourself and like showing up for like your truth and your connection to your, your Dharma or your ethos or your true nature of self, like what you are here on this planet to do that you become ready and it doesn't feel any sort of certain way. Like everybody has their own way of knowing when and how to move forward. And I think that that is very different for everybody. But I think that like in terms of making choices and knowing when to do it, the time is fucking now. Like Mm -hmm. it's always now. And the stars are not going to align perfectly ever in anything. And they are going to align when you step into that space to like actually choose what you want. Yeah, And that is kind of like, that's exactly how we got to Vermont. And, you know, we lived in Tahoe for seven years. We always had this vision for our life to own land and have a homestead and live off the land and live sustainably and like detach from the systems that fail us over and over and over again. And just be self-sufficient and self-sustainable for the purpose of like preservation of life and self and also connection to the earth, deeper connection with community, deeper connection with like our resources, going back to living in the ambulance and like knowing exactly how much water we have to consume and what it actually feels like to run out of water and like not have any or be not be able to find some for a couple of days or not be able to shower for a week or like whatever. It's like creativity is like in the constraint you know you get creative and you actually start to really appreciate your resources and what you have when like you don't have this like invisible abundance Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and like not to like you know I want to be abundant I am abundant we're all abundant but abundance is also very subjective so abundance to me is not I'm just gonna say it I'm like do I say it do Do I not like abundance to me is not like ordering a bunch of stuff online no it's not money it's like it's not it's not what you have it's not what you look like it's it's not not an abundance of like like it's subjective abundance to me is different than abundance to you it's different to abundance to fucking Leonardo DiCaprio like you know like our abundance is like abundance to me is like I am abundant in in land and resources and nature and my connection with nature and self and this planet and my community and the in the relationships that I keep like and that is something that is nurtured always. It's like abundance with, oh my God, I'll never say this again. I'm, I'm kidding, by the way, before it's like conscious abundance, <laughs> but it's like no, abundance exactly. with integrity, like yes. abundance with like, yeah, I, I don't want to get that mixed up of like, it's not material items. It's not like you can have whatever you We're want, all just go like. Yeah, it's, we're all abundant. It's like a mental space. We're like, all abundant. Let's do the right thing. With exactly. It. How's that? Um, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just <laughs> do the right thing. Oh my god. So, so we lived in Tahoe for seven years, and we had this vision. The vision did not fit into where we were, mm-hmm. and therefore we found another place 
to where that vision fit. And we had parameters. Obviously we learned what we didn't want from living in a place that didn't serve our needs in the way that we wanted to feel supported in our environment. And we found a place that did. And it's that simple. What's not working. Great. What do I want to work and how do I get there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and we found Vermont and Vermont because of a lot of reasons, mostly water, everything's not trying to kill you um (laughs) affordability the community is small but it's resourceful and abundant and abundant (laughs) and it's present and (laughs) hashtag conscious abundance um the people actually like no one has anything to prove there because they actually live a life connected to one another and they're accountability thank you because it's a small place because you physically take your trash to your review center on Saturdays in your town and you meet the people that you live with and you take your trash out together and you see what people are throwing away and you talk to each other and you don't like avoid each other and you like help each other and just so many reasons and that's the life that we want to live and yeah we just chose that and we literally I had been to Vermont, I think once in my life, I grew up in Detroit, I grew up going camping in like the Adirondacks. I had a great aunt, my treasure Zosha, who lived <laughs> in New Hampshire, Concord, and we would go visit her, you know, and stuff. And like, but I've never really spent any time in Vermont. Collins from Utah. He's never been to the East coast besides like Detroit. We went to like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, like, mm-hmm. you know, but we just sent it. I love it. You were like, <laughs> we just like, and then there's Jaden who is like hype girl for Vermont. And it's just like, here's the places like circle the place on the map. And I was just like, you should look here and like stay like blah, blah, blah. Like this X, Y, Z, here's this person, this person, this person, like, like gave us the, really the foundation and like the, the, the energy almost like the mm-hmm. excitement, like the, the pump up, like the hype girl to like, <laughs> push forward and like actually look into this and so we bought a plane ticket I mean I researched online like so many things and found so many properties narrowed it down to 15 properties we booked a flight for a five-day trip but like only three because of flying time to like go visit all these properties all over Vermont and we went we landed and I was just like already good feelings and then we looked at 15 properties none of them like hit home but we were like we got to see a lot of Vermont that was really special and then we just like off the radar found this last property and we're like, let's just go look like the sun's going to set in an hour, but like, let's go. The realtor can't meet us, but said we could walk the property ourselves. We get there and we're just like, this is it. Mm. The end. Like just this like feeling, this overflowing feeling of home and connection and like knowing nothing about where we were, who we were around, what was around or anything, but just like it just happened. And a month later, we like own this 37 acre property in a place that we've never lived. We know not a single fucking person. (laughs) And it just felt more right than anything in the world. So good. (laughs) And and now it's like, I want to say like, when you said that I kind of provided some energy, something I talk about so much in my work, it's like, if you have the energy, you can do anything like you don't need time you don't need this you don't need that you just, just the motivation need... the drive yeah and, and now... that all comes back to vision for your life and what you want I think yeah. personally like and if that motivates you yep. and you're energized you want it bad it, enough you don't need the time <laughs> you don't need the extra no. sleep 
money is a factor, but it's not. There's we figured out. We figured it out because <laughs> yeah. we're not like independently wealthy like tech bros or anything like buying up snatching up property all over the u.s like you know like we saved for a really long time and full transparency like borrowed money from family and like made it work because like if i don't know if anybody knows this somebody might but like getting a loan on land is not easy Mm -hmm. and if you do it's like 15 percent interest like you don't have any assets on it for them to take from you if you don't pay your mortgage so it's a tricky thing. And so we were very fortunate enough to like have the hard, difficult conversations with family members and ask for support. And I think that's another lesson is like not being afraid to like ask for support when you need it, even if it's like a big ask, because Mm -hmm. something I've lived by my whole life is like, if you don't ask, you don't know. And the worst thing that's going to happen is they're just going to say no and they can't support you. And that's okay. You know, but there's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame in like asking for support or asking for your needs to be met or like asking for boundaries to be put in place or like asking, like all we can do for ourselves is just ask. So good. (laughs) It's how I've been able to do everything. Everything. Just ask, just call and ask. God, there's a shirt I want from Zara and (laughs) Jaden has. And I'm like, I'm just going to call and ask if they have it. Yeah. Before I like waste my time and drive over there. Like, and that's like such a trivial like thing. And by the way, it's hundred percent gotten. No, but once you know what you want and you have enough energy behind it, you will get resourceful. And there's so many unlimited opportunities. There's something like anytime I, there's like so many things always going on in my brain, but like, I'm like, if I don't have something And usually it's money for like a business idea or like if I want to buy a house, it's like, okay, who does? Is it the bank? Is it someone I know? If it's no one in my family, who does my family know? If it's not my, like who? Who does my, and that's why it's important to have community and like foster beautiful relationships with people like your family, your friends, your neighbors or anything, because like the more people we know and have good relationship with, like that's community Mm -hmm. and the community is going to come through like when you need something, you know, and when you're putting that call out for, you know, whatever X, Y, Z, there's more opportunity for someone to answer that call for you. Yeah. And like, not even no shame. It's like, and I'm just thinking about, we don't need to go on this tangent forever, but like when I'm always thinking of business ideas, like my brain all the time, there's a hundred million ideas and it's like people invest in things and it's not yeah. even like, oh, let me ask somebody and burden them and borrow their money. No. It's like, no, my energy and excitement around something is actually going to benefit somebody else yeah. who has these resources. Like, I mean, and that's the basis of sales yeah. is like when you can stand behind something and are passionate about it, people want to buy what you're selling. Yeah. Have you ever tried selling something to someone that you don't like? Like it's not, it doesn't work. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work. But when you have the energy behind like your drive, like the drive behind what you're pushing forward is like, you're so in alignment with, and you're so intentional about, and you just believe in yourself and what you want, even if it feels like it's a million miles away from you. But if you really want that thing, like it's going to show and it's going to permeate into the people around you, into your community, into your family, into everything that you touch, because like that energy is there. And like, yeah, there's so many tangents. We yeah, no, but now. that's we such a good. Not. <laughs> we're like episode 900, but that's <laughs> that's something that just anybody listening just know that like if you have an idea, if you have a desire, 
there's a way to make it work. Yeah. It's possible. Absolutely. And if you're feeling stuck or trapped or like whatever, they're probably the first places that you might be trying to do it alone. Exactly. And you don't have to. You don't. And society like breeds this into us. Like it creates, yeah, society has created this conditioned belief that like we need to do things on our own. And like, that's a huge problem. And it's like separating us and it's creating isolation in this world. And like, a lot of anxiety because we feel like we're in it on our own and yeah, that we isolation don't isolation is have... a trauma response exactly it's, not, it's all a trauma response. Yeah. Uh, and like we don't need to do it alone and like and we get to practice asking for help we get to practice being vulnerable with the people in our life and having like intimate conversations mm-hmm. without expectation of like getting something out of one another yeah. and it's yeah and just nurturing our relationships and and like this is so great too that like I mean there's so many ugh, I'm not even gonna get there yes I'm just gonna <laughs> agree with you number two um, will be coming out soon but like keep going for things it's okay it yeah. creates connection it creates vulnerability yeah so you and Colin who's actually here it's so fun the four of us me Chris Erica and Colin have been hanging out we went skating yesterday and got tired right. it's been so fun um but you guys are building this off-grid homestead. You're expanding in Vermont. And as soon as you move to Vermont, like the wedding industry in Vermont's incredible because Vermont's so great. Like it worked for, like you went and you did that. And yeah. it worked out and it was scary. I mean, I, I'm a photographer who shoots weddings. And so like I built this presence for myself in California in the West Coast for years and then transitioned to a place with like a literally a tenth of the population. I was and worried like, for you. Oh, I'm I one was of those, worried like, for me. I'm a huge believer in everyone, but I also secretively oh, so am very conservative me. with. <laughs> Like I, I, I was like, oh, Vermont, there's not a lot. You're like, might not be a good move, but, and like it worked out like the universe, it was a big leap and I was really scared. And on top of it, like I'm supporting my family, which is me, Colin and our dog currently in this experience of like, (laughs) I, this is a really, if we have the time doing it, I mean, we can talk for like a little, whatever. I'm like single-handedly like it like supporting this experience I'm paying for our house being built like I'm paying for like all of our food all of everything like I'm literally am the the breadwinner if you will like in this scenario and with joy and pleasure I am and like feel so supported by like what I've created in my life to be able to support us and it's not that like Colin doesn't want to work it's that we have chosen for him not to work and have the opportunity and possibility for him not to work so that he can work on our land and work and build our house and work and dig our garden beds and plant our orchard and freaking feed our goats and like whatever like he so good and it's so beautiful to me that like we get to do that on one income and part of it is that the more sustainable of a life you live in an environment, then the the more you create and live in an environment that supports you and gives back. And there's reciprocity in the environment that you live in, the less you need to survive. And so like, we don't have rent, we don't have utilities. Like we have regular bills like car payment and cell phone and car insurance, but there are things that we don't pay anymore that balances out like what we need. I make good money. And we live a lifestyle that doesn't 
like milk us dry every month of our finances like it's a win-win situation and like yeah I want to be like super rich one day and like you know like whatever but like what is the intention with the money that I'm using we are building a homestead we eventually want to create a farm to school program like we want to give back to our Mm -hmm. community we want our profit to be something that profits everybody and to share like the abundance of the land and the abundance of nature and the abundance of connection and community like with everybody and I think that that's really important it's important to me and it's important in a world where there's so much scarcity and there's so much I guess struggle really in how to make it and how to live a life that you want to live and I think again it just comes back to like choosing sometimes like more than not choosing to like live outside of the norm yeah which is feel like you're expected to do yeah which is like real if you think about it like we all have very different desires and needs and wants and like what is the norm and the more we can just ask ourselves like okay well what do I want like and for you and Colin to be able like for anybody listening to this right that's like not traditional for in a relationship for like him to not be quote unquote like even though he is working working but that probably took so much vulnerability and trust and like I mean I can't even imagine it's even like like some people just even like having their partner pick up the bill at dinner is like a huge deal. Yeah. So to be able to say like, Hey, I'm going to make the money. You're going to build the house yeah. and this is going to work for and us. It, like, and it's going to be beautiful. Exactly. Like, a lot yeah. of conversations around like money is just one form of energy. Mm-hmm. I work and make money. You know, I create and I get paid to create. And that is the energy exchange that I am experiencing in like my reality. Call in doesn't bring home a paycheck but he puts so much energy into building and creating our home that that's reciprocity in and you couldn't do it without him I was exactly. just like on so much and I was looking at um I was just looking at pictures on his Instagram this morning of your Aww. house and I was like you couldn't do it without him no. not working. I mean, you could, right? That's well, probably- sure, I could like hire somebody and stuff, but then it's like you're not doing it yourself, and like there's so much more value in like doing things yourself, and like again back to this like haste of wanting things now, and like and yeah. it needs to happen now, and like I need to do this now, and, and I need to be rich things. so that I can show it to people exactly. so that we because and you I don't I, appreciate it as much. Yeah, and I just feel like for anybody listening, I gain so much from talking to you and hearing like the way that you think and really what I hear and receive so much from you is it's just I don't feel this like not ego is the wrong word but like so many of us in the world it's like we want to have money we want to have these milestones we want to like we prove to the to prove. thing it's, and yeah. you're like I don't have anything to prove this is what I'm doing I don't really care this is what makes me happy and I just feel like we can all gain so much from that and I thought that this conversation was so beautiful and I'd love I don't know if you have anything to say or if you just want to share I know you're so busy so I'm like do you even want to tell people where they can oh my God, find no, you if they get married me. no, I, love it. 
I'm in based in New England. Um, I live in Vermont, the Northeast Kingdom. But yeah, based in New England, happy to travel anywhere. Obviously, I'm very open to that. I've worked on the East Coast, West Coast, other countries, like I've been lots of places. But yeah, I'm based on the East Coast. So if you're over there or you're not, hit me up. Um, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to connect with you truly. And also if you want to go deeper in any of the things that we've talked about today, I feel like I, I have a lot of insight and just wisdom to share and perspective that I love sharing. If that feels like something that you're called to do or want to have a conversation or have any questions or Mm -hmm. anything, anything is possible in life. And I'm here to like support that possibility for everybody in whatever direction that might be, because I want everyone to be able to live their most beautiful life that they can. And that's the most important thing for me. And I'm a nurturer. I'm a giver. If you want to come visit us, I'm like, (laughs) also hit me up. Like truly I'm that person that's always like, come stay, let me feed you and like, take care of you and like be on the property and have a little like retreat, like by the river and like bask in the sun and like eat from our garden. Like I truly mean that. So we didn't just get this property for ourselves. Like we got it to share and, and that's kind of, yeah, that's my little life mantra is just like like share it like share what you have with people and continue to build your community and love one another and don't walk through this life like you have something to prove walk through this life like you have something to share and you want to connect and be kind to one another truly it's that simple it is that simple so good (laughs) i'm like hashtag vermont taught me that yeah (laughs) Uh, so where can people find you um online so i have uh, my website is lunamoon.com so it's l-u-n-a-m-u-n-n and it's the same as my instagram handle is lunamoon as well yeah feel free to reach dm me on instagram send me an email i think my phone number is out there somewhere (laughs) text me i love audio we'll add your address your phone number your social security number to the show notes steal my identity i don't care (laughs) like truly (laughs) i love this conversation so much i love you Um, so much i love you i love talking to you so much i know i'm more podcast in the future right um yeah and if you guys are listening to the show definitely if you, if any parts of this resonated with you, please share, let us know, reach out to me or Erica. Um, the easiest way to really do that is to just share the episode on your Instagram story and tag yeah. us so we can both see it. I'd love to hear what people, if what this like brought up for people, like what, yeah, I'd love to hear what this brought up for people and what they took away from this episode. I feel like every time we talk, we have these like we're like, what are we going to talk about? How are we going to do that? And I'm like, it's going to be fine. And then we just like go in so deep yeah. and we could talk for like hours and hours and hours. And I, a lot of this really, really hit home for me and mm-hmm. um, I love it. So yeah, I'd love to hear if anybody has anything else, anything they want to add or reflections. I love it. Yeah. Let's reflect. Totally. <laughs> Share it, tag us. Um, thanks for tuning in and thank you, Erica. Yay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love, or you know someone who would benefit from listening, 
please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.